This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com. And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. Hi, and welcome to all of you listening today. My name is Felice Gerwitz, and this is Podcast 117 at Vintage Homeschool Moms. Uh, Today, I want to thank Lori Power and Second Harvest Curriculum for being the sponsor of this podcast. You can find Lori at usedhomeschoolbooks.com and we're going to talk more about what Lori has to offer later on in this podcast. Well today we are going to talk about the topic which is about changing your homeschool curriculum and the name of this podcast is Help. I want to change my homeschool curriculum. And so we're going to uh, discuss what this podcast is going to cover and what it isn't going to cover. And as you know I have a lot of opinions about what I think work and don't work, but I'm not going to go into specific books. And let me tell you why. Personally, because it is about taste. I might love curriculum XYZ, but somebody else may say, ooh, I hate that book, but I love ABC. And then I've looked at ABC and I can't stand that one. So if I gave you um, this entire time focused on the curriculums I love, um, and unfortunately many of the books that I love are not um, in print any longer, Uh, I might actually do a podcast on that, Books Out of Print, and, uh, you know, we can scrounge around for finding those. Uh, But uh, what I am going to talk about today is um, how you can find the best homeschool curriculum, that perfect curriculum, and the book that will be best that you, you know, the best that you've ever used for your family And so that's what we're going to discover, and we are going to look at it um, as I tend to do with some some points. So let's look at that. Let's say, okay, you do not want to continue with the curriculum you're using, or maybe you're a new homeschool mom and you're like, you know, help, I need need some help in finding curriculum. So here, um, hopefully you're going to have some tools that you can jot down, so grab a pen, a piece of paper, and... You know, maybe uh, you can write down some of these things that would be helpful. So the first is to look at your homeschool state requirements. On podcast 117, uh, sorry, podcast 117 on vintagehomeschoolmoms.com, I will have a link uh, to where you can find your state requirements. And when you look at those, that will help you. Some states actually have uh, some books that are required that you um, are supposed to use. Other states, like where I live in Florida, there are no such requirements. Um, interestingly, things have changed in past years. Uh, for example, uh, for the languages, I know for my first two kids uh, that I uh, taught language at home. In fact, my one child, uh, Christina, wanted to learn Italian. My mother was alive in those days, and I am first-generation Italian. My mother was born in Italy. And so my mother uh, taught Christina to 
uh, speak somewhat Italian, and she um, helped me select some workbooks uh, for Christina to work through that. And and uh, conversationally, we used some other um, good material. And so, you know, that was uh, sufficient. But as the years went on, it turned out that um, we ended up having uh, to do different things. For example, now uh, my kids um, are taking a Spanish course at the local college. Uh, So both of my high schoolers are enrolled in a uh, college-level Spanish one and two class because um, that is the requirement. Either they take an online class and for a language, I thought that would be very difficult. Um, And otherwise... um, you know, I think online classes are great. In fact, I've hosted uh, several of those myself. And so, um, you know, those are some options. Um, but you have to look at your state requirements and find out what is going to be acceptable, um, you know, for, for high school graduation. So that's important. Um, you know, if you have younger kids, it's going to be a little bit easier. I know that parents who um, live in states that have certain requirements can sometimes, um, you know, add, or and I know, let me, let me preface that and say, I know that they add um, a lot of different cur- curriculums um, that they want to include in their child's education. Uh, for example, when we were studying um, a specific uh, period in history, I could add some good Christian books uh, that were set in that time period, or um, we could also use, for example, um, when we were studying world history, we could do world literature, and again, I could select those specific books that I wanted the kids to read uh, during that historical period of time that had some good content. So there are ways um, to select things that you would like to have them uh, study and read. The second thing is, um, how do you want to teach? So I did a podcast, 116, about methods and you know homeschooling uh, philosophy. So for example, if you wanted to teach using unit studies, you're going to look for curriculum that are focused on unit studies. If you want to uh, study a certain uh, topic, you could actually uh, purchase a book on um, how to create a unit study and, and work on Uh, doing that as well. Uh, So those are some of the things you could do. I have a book, Teaching Science and Having Fun, that I wrote that outlines how to teach science and some different ways that you can do that. And I talk about how to do a unit study uh, using science as well. So those are things that you would look at. You know, how do you want to teach? And if you are going to let's say use the Socratic method, you're not going to just, you know, plop a kid in front of a specific uh, workbook or textbook without looking to see if that book is going to fit in with what your um, ideal would be for your homeschooling. So there are some things to really look about, look at (laughs) and consider uh, when you're doing this because you want, you know, your curriculum to to be um, not only uh, make your life easier, which I think a lot of parents tend to look for, but also uh, something that is going to give your kids a really good education. You know, um, a lot of times we live in a society that is, you know, very instant. We can turn on the TV, we can call a friend or send a text message, and a lot of times the responses back are very quick, uh, fast, and efficient. 
And so unfortunately, we tend to take that philosophy or that hope and pour it into our homeschooling. So when everything isn't automatic or, gosh, this takes a lot of work, a lot of times we're grumpy and irritated. And, you know, it may be just like you tuning into this podcast and thinking, oh, gosh, I thought she was going to, you know, she has all this homeschool experience. She's been homeschooling forever. And I have since 1986. And I could tell you some of my best, um, you know, and favorite homeschool curriculums, but I can also tell you that what might have been something that worked out really well for me was not something that was loved by my children. Um, I remember one book in particular that we used for reading, and all of my friends were using it, and they were, you know, having great success with it, and, um, and so my son Uh, My third child was using the same book that I'd used with the first two. And when he got into this book and he had some learning challenges, um, he looked at it and he just said, oh, my gosh, mom, these are really, really hard. And, you know, the stories are silly and I don't like them. And he just did not like that book at all. So I had to switch to something else with that child, even though this was my beloved curriculum that I loved and I used with the other kids and it had simple little lessons and it wasn't this big, huge, drawn out thing. But for him, it didn't work. And I went through, I will tell you, two or three different um, reading things until I found out that this was a hands-on child and if it was instructions on how to do something, he was more apt to read it. So I ended up having to switch gears and just work on phonetics with him so that he could, you know, sound out some of the words he didn't know and things like that. Same thing with spelling. And, you know, I'm going to get into that in just a minute um, under workbooks. But one of the things I want you to do as you're going through this, you know, and we're going um, through these different points, is I want you to get a sheet of paper and write pros and cons. And so when you look at a textbook or a workbook or, you know, people's comments on these kinds of things, I want you to keep a list of what the pros and cons are for you and that particular curriculum. And so, you know what, I know that a lot of times that, you know, as we're discussing, you know, what curriculums would work for you or your family um, and your homeschool, that, you know, it's nice to find a place where some of these things are available and maybe um, at a discounted price. And that's why I want to thank our sponsor, Lori Power with Second Harvest Curriculum. Um, You can find them at usedhomeschoolbooks.com. And, you know, one of the things about Lori is she is a former homeschool mom, and um, at Second Harvest, she's got over 40 publishers that you can choose from. So let's say that you've you've narrowed down what books you want to use. You can go to usedhomeschoolbooks.com and see if Lori has um, any of those books that you might be interested in. And one of the great things about um, the second harvest curriculum is that the books come with the 30-day return policy. So if you order a book and you do not think it's going to work for your family, you can send it back. Second Harvest buys gently used books from homeschool families and Christian schools, and you can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. And I will have links to Second Harvest on this podcast at vintagehomeschoolmoms.com podcast 117. And if you have any questions, you can look them up at usedhomeschoolbooks.com or, and wait till you hear this, Lori has given you her phone number at, uh, you can call Lori at 308-350-0335 and tell her you heard 
her um, ad here on Vintage Homeschool Moms. And we want to thank you, uh, Lori, for sponsoring this podcast. And it's thanks to sponsors like Lori um, that this whole network is brought to you free of charge. And I encourage you to visit Vintage Homeschool Moms and subscribe to our podcast or on any podcast app. And you can find us at um, Vintage Homeschool Moms on a podcast app or just go to the website. Okay, so we've been talking about um, how to select the perfect curriculum for you and your family. And so just to recap, we're going to look at what the homeschool requirements are for your individual state, how you want to teach, you know, what is the method that is going to work best for you or your children? You know, do you have um, average kids or above average kids or maybe some kids who are struggling? And you're going to want to take that into consideration. And that is... Um, the next point I want to cover, um, I know I was going to talk about spelling and I will, but uh, number three is going to be uh, your child's learning styles. And I did a podcast on learning styles with Kathy Duffy. Um, and that is one of probably um, the most listened to podcasts on this, this uh, Vintage Homeschool Moms uh, show because it really goes through um, some of the learning styles and how to get the most out of um, how you learn and how your children learn and kind of how to differentiate that. But I will tell you that a lot of times um, there can be some overlap. You know, like I like to read things. If I'm like, if I was listening to a podcast, which I do listen to a lot of them, I would have, that's why I told you, take out a, a sheet of paper and a pen and just jot some things down because I will tend to remember it better if I write it down. So just kind of look at your kids and see how they learn best. Do they learn best when you read to them? You know, are you reading um, books each day? I, I know that's one of my uh, friends, Meredith Curtis, who has the Finish Well podcast on this network. She loves to do this family reading time, and we do as well. Uh, so, you know, is that one of the things um, that you notice that your child really isn't getting the most out of when you're reading aloud? Or is it um, how your child learns best? So those are just some of the things uh, to consider. And, you know, remember, write down pros and cons when you're looking at the different types of books. So if you're looking at workbooks, for example, what are the pros and cons for those? You know, um, one of the things that's a pro is that, you know, it's very quick. You open the book, you get started, you work through it. A con could be that it is consumable. So once you use the workbook, you're done and you can't, um, you know, use that again. There's a lot of... Um, uh, spelling books that are workbooks and things like that. I personally have never used a spelling book. Let me preface this to say I did briefly use them and realized that my children could just regurgitate a list, do great, and then proceed to forget it. So our spelling lists always came out of what we were learning or papers that they wrote. So for example, even with copy work, if they copied something off the board or you know, some little paragraph I wanted them, them to copy or something out of the Bible and they misspelled it, that automatically went into their word bank and became a spelling word. I know that um, there's a lot of different methods and I loved using uh, root words and I found that that was a really good word, you know, good way to teach spelling like, for example, using at as a root of, um, you know, other spelling words and then growing them on either side, you know, with um, prefixes or suffixes. 
and doing things like that. So maybe if you're using some kind of method like that, this won't fit, but you could always add them as bonus words at the end. So a lot of people have pros and cons to workbooks. I'm actually uh, working on a series um, of workbooks, and I never thought I would, <laughs> but I really, um, you know, do love them um, for some things. And so, again, look at it. Don't throw out workbooks, you know, with any kind of preconceived. Um, one of the reasons that I would consider it a con is if it had a lot of busy work in it. And so, you know, if you might want to look at, at the workbook and see, but, you know, for my daughter, for example, with um, a multiple, uh, you know, group of little kids, mul multiple children, she has um, a need to have the kids focused on something that, that doesn't need her attention. So maybe she could work with one of the other ones on a reading lesson or a math lesson or something like that. So, you know, I used to look at it as, oh, my gosh, we can't have any um, busy work or, you know, the the twaddle-free learning is was a, a big thing when I was a homeschool mom. It may uh, be something that you're familiar with, that terminology, that you don't want something that is going to be bogging the kids down. But every once in a while, it's okay. It's okay for, again, a season in your life. You know, maybe you've just had a baby or... Um, you know, someone is sick or, you know, whatever that reason is, or maybe you just love workbooks. And so for whatever that reason, you know, again, when you're looking at them, look at the pros and cons, see if it's a fit for your family. And then uh, the next uh, thing would be a reading book list. I love my homeschool library and I um, have grown it through the years, just adding a little bit here and there. Um, we actually have podcasts on how to create a homeschool library, and um, it's one of my uh, favorite podcasts that I recorded as well, and I will have links for that. I'm also going to have links for you um, on some lists of some homeschool um what we would consider homeschool must-read books. I did a couple of podcasts on that as well that you may want to check out. And so um, collecting a list, uh, a, you know, a reading library for your kids is great. The library is um, an okay place to go as well as the bookstore. And let me tell you, um, well, let me just put it this way. The library, ugh, the bookstore, ouch. And I'll give you more of a, uh, of, of a um, reason of why I'm saying that. When, and this, you know, goes for all ages. But right now I have teenagers. And we will go to the bookstore. And they will take out an armful of books. And then we go find some couches somewhere, some comfy chairs. And I thumb through the books. And I can read very fast, so I'll typically read, you know, a chapter in the front and something in the middle and something at the end, and I will know whether or not it's appropriate pretty quickly on. Um, you know, one book I was reading looked like a fabulous premise until I got to the part with her mother had left her father for another woman. Okay, let's move on to something else here. You know, and it was just like, you know, and, and it wasn't like, that was a good thing in the book, but still we didn't need to get into all of that and all the nuances of what that meant to this girl and her father in their lives. So you have to look at your, you know, what is your philosophy um, as a parent? You know, what is your religious convictions? Um, what is it that you think is appropriate reading? 
have books slipped in that, you know, maybe I selected that weren't the best choices? Yes. And then, you know, my kids came to me and would say, you know, I got this far and this happened and I'll go through and read it and say, yeah, let's just stop this book right here. And, you know, I've got great kids that are really grounded. And so maybe you do or don't have the same situation in your family. But really look at those books, parents. Don't just let them go to to the bookstore or the library and just let them, you know, just pull anything off the shelf. Unfortunately, um, if you, you know, have a really high standard, it's just not going to be appropriate. And unfortunately, um, that tends to be the norm uh, these days of inappropriate things that are available out there uh, more so than the things that are wholesome and that you would, you know, maybe have your children love to read. So um, this link of, of, of books that I'm going to have on this um, podcast are awesome because they are, um, you know, just wonderful and available for your kids to read. And best of all, they've been vetted by another homeschool mom. And last on my list is what I'm going to call the name brands in homeschool books. And so that might be um, the curriculum company that maybe you've heard the most about, which, you know, is what I call the, the name brand books. And so where can you find this? Where can you find reviews that are unbiased? Where can you go look and, you know, see if these are books that would be great for you? And there really is only one place that I know of, and that's KathyDuffyReviews.com. Now, I've known uh, Kathy for many years. She reviewed my own curriculum, and, you know, it, it um, is a really, um, I'm going to say, uh, a, a very balanced place. I know a lot of people have either loved her reviews um, or not, but I have always found that when I was questioning whether I wanted to use a book, especially after the first few years when I was um, wasting a lot of money buying curriculum that I ended up not using, um, it was great to find her books. And these were um, books she wrote before she came out with 100, 101, and now 102 uh, top curriculum picks. And I really um, enjoyed being able to look at those because I knew that no one could pay her uh, to review um, the books. And so it was a, a good place to go. So if you want to, let's say you're looking at ABC curriculum or XYZ curriculum that is, you know, a brand name curriculum and you want to see what she has to say about it, you can go to the website and find that. And you'll also find... Uh, you know, what I call the gems, the, the curriculum that maybe um, isn't as well known, um, but that has gotten really good reviews from her. And you'll find them on her website. And, you know, that is probably, um, you know, the best advice I can give you. There are a lot of other things like uh, contests that have been run through some magazines and things like that. Um, and then you're going again on a, a person's opinion on why they liked or didn't like the book. And you're going to have a very varied group of people. And I think that's, um, you know, one of the things that I like that Kathy does have the pros and cons. And she gives a write-up that gives you a good feel for what that book is about. And, you know, it's even like on the, um, yeah, I'm going to call them the name brand websites like Amazon, you know, that I've learned that, you know, you can have people on there that are commenting positively 
that are paid reviewers. So at least this is one place you can go. Um, you know, she's not getting, um, you know, magazine subscriptions from it or, you know, whatever it is that is the draw there. And it is, um, you know, on the website. So you can get a lot of information there. If you want more information, you can get the book. And so, um, you know, it's it's a place to go and maybe, you know, narrow down a little bit more um, about a specific curriculum if, if that's what you want to use. And then head over to our sponsor at usedhomeschoolbooks.com and see if Lori is carrying that particular book that you're looking for at Second Harvest Curriculum. And, and you know, it is um, always, I'm always so thankful to our sponsors um, for believing in our show, believing in this network and um, helping to sponsor our programs so they come to you free. And again, I just don't take anybody um, as a sponsor. And so, um, you know, you'll want to take a look at any of our sponsors on our websites because uh, we have looked into them, um, the websites and so forth, to see if they are a good fit for us. Well, I want to thank you so much for listening to this episode of Vintage Homeschool Moms, for joining me and all of the other podcasters on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. And I want to invite you uh, to subscribe to our e-zine because there you will get some amazing bundles. Uh, they're either audio bundles or short ebooks, um, and all downloadable for nothing other than your email. And do we spam you and send you a ton of emails? No, you get one email a week that is announcing all of our upcoming shows as well as um, any specials or discounts we have. And it's always so much fun uh, to get responses back from all of you. So thank you so much for joining me at Vintage Homeschool Moms. God bless, and I pray that you will uh, seek the Lord in choosing the perfect curriculum for you. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and the Vintage Homeschool Moms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.